0: This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Walter Abercrombie with us head of the Bee Association.
2: This is a this is sort of a special day, kind of a unique day that we're going to be recognizing not only the uh, Hall of Fame inductees from 2020, but also this year representing uh, 2021. It is a sort of a special group recognition.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by David Greenup in the Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency, by the Baylor Club, and by Amore Fine Jewelers, forty-five forty-one West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
2: It's going to feature sort of the guys that were the foundation of Scott Drew's. Uh, Men's basketball program, that, as you know, went on to win the national championship this year. And we couldn't be more excited about bringing uh, bringing some recognition to those guys. Those guys uh, would probably not make it in by themselves, uh, uh, but as a group, uh, there's certainly Hall of Fame material. And we're we're happy to be able to have this special group recognition that's going to be recognized in 2021, along with the class
0: from 2020. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
1: I think that's great, Walter. I, you know, I couldn't be more pleased with that. Uh, These guys, you know, uh, what they did coming in and being a part of Coach Drew's first class, uh, and you said they're referred to as the foundation. uh, Really, first two recruiting classes for Coach Drew. The group is Aaron Bruce, Mamadou Gien, Henry Dugat, Curtis Geralds and Kevin Rogers. Really, they were the uh, the base, the foundation of uh, what Kurtis Drew has done since then.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the of Bears: John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
1: John Morris show on this Thursday afternoon Walter Abercrombie in the open with us talking about the uh, Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame class and induction banquet comes up on October 29th and this year's will be a little bit different in that it will combine the two classes from last year when we couldn't hold an induction banquet and this year and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun October 29th is the date from that. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and uh, those are some Hall of Famers in the waiting. Aaron, let me tell you, we had Hall of Famers all over the place at lunch today. This was the uh, Waco Chamber kickoff luncheon Mm -hmm. at the Baylor Club, and it was really, really good. I mean, very well organized. Kudos to uh, Ricky Vasquez and the Waco Chamber. Ricky is the new director of signature events, and this was his first uh, big, big luncheon, or first big event in the luncheon series, but very, very well organized. Uh, the uh, Dave Campbell Award, which is always presented here at this luncheon, went to Derek Johnson, former Waco High linebacker, University of Texas, Kansas City Chiefs linebacker, uh, and uh, he will be he'll follow this up with uh, being inducted into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame on Saturday. So this is a big week for Derek Johnson.
3: Yeah, after an incredible career at, uh, you know, Waco High, University of Texas, and then uh, with the Chiefs. You know, it's well deserved.
1: Yeah, very much so. So it's great to have him there. Derek was there. Uh, his wife Brittany was there. And did you know they have six kids? They have five sons and a daughter, a seven-month-old. daughter. No, I did not. Six that's kids. Great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. He said, I, "Yeah, i will talked to him afterward. Yeah, I'd like to get into coaching sometime. Uh, this is not the time with all these kids at home." <laughs> so great to have Derek Johnson there again. His his wife Brittany and uh, his mom Beverly was there as well. So. Really, really cool! Great honor for Derek Johnson to win the Dave Campbell Award, uh, which goes to uh, someone who's made a, a outstanding contributions to the sport of football here in Central Texas. And then uh, Coach Johnny Tusa was there. Uh, Coach Tusa actually is the one who got Derek to the luncheon. A lot of times we try to keep it a secret, you know, get it, make mm-hmm. it a surprise, and get him there and then spring it on him. That was hard to do with Derek because he lives in Austin and Coach Tusa couldn't say, uh, you know, hey, come up here, we'll go to lunch, you know so he had to had to let him know that he was going to win this award, but Coach Tusa made that happen. and Coach Tusa is going into the Waco ISD uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies coming up in September.
3: Also well deserved.
1: very well deserved, exactly. So it was great to have those two there. And then the uh, we heard from Coach Dave Aranda, uh, who hit it out of the park. Great job by Dave again, talking about fall camp, talking about the quarterback uh, uh, decision. And I was thinking it was a QA, and uh, a Dave and I were talking, and uh, I thought this is probably the first time he's talked about this publicly, right? Because they announced it. About Gary Bohannon being yeah. the starting quarterback. Yeah, I
3: believe, I believe that's right. Yeah. You know, they put it out on Twitter. And, yeah. Uh, but as far as him discussing it, yeah. that's I that's, think
1: that was first time. So, um, you know, it's good to get his thoughts on that, uh, the process, you know, of going through the process of getting to uh, naming a starting quarterback. Talked about uh, fall camp, what they accomplished there, uh, and just the excitement. You know, Dave talked about the excitement of a new season and a full season uh, schedule-wise, 100% capacity, all of those things. So uh, Dave was really, really good. And then Dat Wynn was the uh, speaker um, following Dave Aranda. Dad, of course, from Texas, from Rockport Fulton High School. From uh, Texas A&M, and then the Dallas Cowboys, and Dad did a really good job. He told some stories about his recruitment to A&M. He visited like Michigan, UCLA, Texas, Texas A&M. Might have been one more in there, but uh, you know, each one of me went to was bigger and better than the one before, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he ended up at Texas you know, A&M. I can,
3: I can imagine. Uh, uh, well how difficult it must be for for athletes top athletes who have their choice to pick a school because as much as i am not a fan of texas a&m athletics you know mm-hmm. i mean just as a baylor fan right. and them leaving for the sec right. a, a lot of things but you know you grow up that's your your biggest rival as yeah. a baylor fan for me it was that, that even bigger than texas um but I went with a with an Aggie friend of mine uh, to see when Texas A and M was still in the Big Twelve to see them play Kansas when Kansas was number one in the country. Okay, and they they came to Reed Arena. Okay, and uh, the place was full, mm. and you know they're swaying and they're doing the chants, and it was it was one of the best experiences really? I've ever had. Yeah. I told him, and it's the only time in my life I told him. I said, if you, he asked me if I wanted to go and uh i said yeah i said that'd be fun i said if you if you'll drive and you buy the, and you buy the ticket which he had already had i said i will for one day i will become a an aggie <laughs> and <laughs> i and i'll wear an Aggie. i'll wear an a shirt yeah and i'll go and i'll do the swing, and i'll do <laughs> as much of the chance as i can right and i did and you did they ended I mean. up losing by about four points but i can I, it was such a great experience and Every school's got things like that. You know, Baylor has the Baylor line, among other th- many things. Yeah. But, you know, I can imagine going to all those campuses, seeing all those beautiful facilities, and then being like, where do I want to go and spend right. the next four I years? Know, know. So it's, it, know, com- yeah. it has to be overwhelming. Yeah,
1: and every school puts their best foot forward and just makes it as, you know, enticing as it possibly can be. So you're seeing these schools at their very best. But uh, pretty good stories from Dat Win. And uh, he he did a really, really good job today. So well done. Kudos to the uh, Waco Chamber for uh, uh, putting the event together, hosting the event. And uh, it it was just really, really well done today. October 21st is the tip-off luncheon. If you want to put that on your calendar and hopefully be there uh, at the Baylor Club, back at the Baylor Club. And that will be the next one in the series for the Waco Chamber of Commerce. So fun to do that. Uh, I, uh, I did talk to Dat a little bit after the program. Uh, I have a brother-in-law, Ronnie Melton, who um, uh, he and his wife Donna have a place in Rockport. You know, Dat came from, and he talked about this, coming from uh, Vietnam uh, to the United States, and they landed in, uh, uh, not originally, but, but then landed in Rockport, Texas, and who went to Rockport Fulton High School. And uh, my brother-in-law, Ronnie, and his wife, Donna, they have a place in Rockport. They live in Brookshire, but they go down to Rockport as much as they can and always have and love it. He's a great fisherman. He could be a professional fishing guide if he wanted to. Um, But, you know, Dat Wynn is all over Rockport, Texas, just because he, you know, was such a star there and and at A&M and with the Cowboys. So you just mentioned the name Dat Wynn, and that's like royalty in Rockport.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, honestly, if you ask me to name anybody else from Rockport, I couldn't write <laughs> right off the top of my head, and that's not a knock against Rockport, right, but right. I just no, don't know, I, he's the only person that jumps to mind when you say that, that's you right. know, and that's just because I remember him being recruited, I remember his playing career, you know, with, uh, with the Aggies and with the Cowboys, yeah. so.
1: So Ronnie and Donna have a place there. My other sister-in-law, uh, Brenda Melton, she has a place in Rockport also. So we love going down there. We were there in May uh, for a few days and love going down there. Um, and uh, I, I did mention that to uh, Dat, just how much we enjoy going to Rockport and brought a big smile to his face. So well done by the Waco Chamber uh, for the uh, Chamber kickoff luncheon. Uh, presented by uh, Walk-Ons, well done by Walk-Ons as well, and thanks to all the sponsors of this great event at the Baylor Club. And we like to talk about the Baylor Club, and man, they knocked it out of the park again. Uh, I, before the luncheon, didn't take the time to sit down and eat, and uh, they were nice enough they boxed up a meal for me, so when we were finished, I sat down and ate it, and man, it was good. Oh, man. It was really good. So well done again by the Baylor Club, Mike Mosel hosting a big event like this.
3: And that's that's awesome. You know, they know that you're busy during the whole thing; that you don't have time to sit down when everyone else is eating. They thought about you, and you very got nice. to eat anyway. It that is nice. that that's yeah. really really nice thing to do, and and really like attention to detail kind of thing yeah. that that makes you. Makes you really like a place.
1: That's it. Baylor Club never disappoints. Love going to the Baylor Club, and they did a great job hosting this chamber kickoff luncheon today. All right, we're off and running on this Thursday. Let's take a break. Back with more in just a moment. Coming up in a bit, uh, we will revisit an interview with the Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer, uh, and that is Linka Brusova. We'll hear from her. We talked to her July a year ago. As she was elected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame in 2020, and then they didn't have the induction banquet. So that class of 2020 and 2021 will go into the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame uh, again this year, October 29th. So we're going to revisit some of those interviews from last year of uh, Hall of Famers, and we'll start today with Linka Brusova. So we've got that coming up later in the hour. When we come back, uh, Baylor soccer in action at home tonight. Talk about that and more. John Morris Show brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This is a Fox 44 weather update on Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. May see a scattered shower or isolated thunderstorm early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies with low temperatures falling to 76. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with a 30% chance of a scattered shower or storm in the afternoon. A high around 93. And on Saturday, partly cloudy skies with a 30% chance of scattered showers and a few storms and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
4: The Midway Coaches Show with Shane Anderson is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, Automatic Chef Canteen, and Benchmark Mortgage.
5: Coach, obviously the late start getting over there in June. Talk about putting it all together and and getting everything finalized and and being ready to go when when camp started.
6: Well, you know, I think it starts first and foremost with your staff and, you know, we were blessed to hire really, really good staff and they were excited to get in here and get to work. And it was a you know, a little bit of a different summer than we were used to, uh, you know, because we had to have staff meetings every single day just to make sure we were prepared for, for camp. And so, you know, it was, that was a little bit unorthodox. But all in all, I think the kids have embraced us and we've embraced the kids. And it's been a really good relationship so, so far. So we're just excited to see how things roll.
5: Is getting to know your players and getting to know your, your football team, was that kind of a, a priority for you?
6: There's no doubt it was, you know, first and foremost. I mean, you know, X's and O's obviously going to win football games on Friday night. But these relationships that we're building with these young men and letting them know who we are and where we come from and, and, you know, trying to build that trust factor between us and them, uh, you know, comes first and foremost. And I think if kids believe in in what you're you're selling and what you're doing, you know, they're they're more apt to play hard for you. And, and, you know, I know for a fact that they know you care about them and, and know you're excited to be there. They're going to play hard for you
5: as you've gone through camp have guys stepped up and started winning jobs
6: absolutely you know they've done a great job of you know coming to practice each and every day learning how to practice and then learning our expectations and our tempo and how fast we practice and you know we don't condition after practice we we practice really really fast and really really intense so that we don't have to and i think you know first couple days was a little bit of a culture shock for them but you know they've gotten used to it and you know, we've gotten in a routine now. You know, this is essentially our second game week. We used last week's scrimmage week as a game week. And, you know, the kids are in that routine. Coaches are in that routine. And, you know, I think everybody's excited for Friday night.
5: Shane, what did you take away from your scrimmage?
6: Well, it's, you know, I took away that, you know, our kids are going to play hard. Uh, you know, and then, you know, we've we've learned a lot about them. They've learned a lot about us. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, they're, they're going to go out there and play four quarters of Midway Panther football, you know, and, Everybody's getting caught up in last year, you know, but you know, people got to remember these guys have, you know, over here have won 11 straight district championships. So these kids know how to win, and uh, you know, it's just it's just a mindset and a culture deal and a
5: belief deal, and
6: you know, and obviously we got to stay away from, you know, the COVID stuff and and stay healthy and and make sure we have all hands on deck each and every week.
5: And finally, coach, uh, uh, you open with the the Round Rock Dragons. Talk a little bit about uh, that matchup.
6: Well, you know, we're going to have our hands full Friday night. Uh, you know, Coach Cheatham, he's done a great job there at Round Rock. Uh, and, you know, their is a physical brand of football. They're downhill right at you and play great defense. And he's done that everywhere he's been, and they've won everywhere he's been. And so, you know, they're going to play with a tight end, and sometimes two tight ends are a tight end and an H-back. And so, you know, we're going to have to buckle up and get ready to play
0: some physical football for four quarters. ESPN Central Texas.
7: Yes. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and online at Automatic Chef Canteen
0: member FDIC
4: Is your air conditioning system not exactly cooling or heating your house or office like it did when it was new? AC systems weren't built to last forever, especially in our hot and humid Central Texas climate. If your unit is over 10 years old, chances are you're on borrowed time. Polanski Heating and Air offers award-winning customer service and straightforward pricing with no hidden fees or charges. Family owned and operated, call Polanski Heating and Air of Waco today. That's 254-218-3321 for offers and service area.
0: To today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio. We're glad you're with us. Brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership. The same family-operated business covering four generations. How rare is that in today's business environment? John Embry and Braden Embry and uh, young Gunner Embry is on the way up. Gunner doesn't show up for business uh, you know, in the office yet, but he will one of these days. But it shows you the uh, history and the uh, continuity of Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Same family-operated business going back to 1943. If you're building a metal building or a barn dominium and don't know how to get started, well, the guys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas and would be happy to point you in the right direction. They are basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Remember, they deliver and unload. Where is it? It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane, also in Bryan, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 5, Saturday 8 to noon, and 24-7, open anytime on the web at pioneerboys.com. All right, uh, mention Baylor soccer in action tonight, 7 o'clock on the banks of the Brazos. Soccer is 1-1 one and one on the season. They are hosting Nebraska coming up this evening. 7 o'clock uh, kickoff to the uh, home opener tonight for Baylor soccer. It will be on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus this evening. It will be warmish out there even at 7 o'clock tonight, but uh, a- at least, uh, Aaron, not the middle of the day. So, 7 o'clock For Baylor, Nebraska, coming up this evening. Remember visiting with Paul Jobson earlier this week? Uh, He talked about how uh, proficient Nebraska is offensively. What do you say, 21 goals?
3: (laughs) Yes, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, and and given up zero, I think. Zero, yeah, hadn't given up a goal. That's right. I I think that's right. 21 (laughs) goals scored. And zero, scored and zero goals against.
1: And that's through two exhibitions and maybe one or two uh, regular season matches. But uh, that'll be the matchup because you know Baylor's calling card is uh, defense, and it'll be a great matchup tonight. Baylor-Nebraska, 7 o'clock at Betty Lou Mays Field on the banks of the Brazos. Baylor will turn around and host SMU on Sunday evening at seven o'clock as well. So soccer is coming up tonight. Volleyball left town today. Baylor volleyball will play at a tournament in Madison, Wisconsin, beginning tomorrow. Baylor number ten in the nation plays number seven Minnesota tomorrow night at eight thirty our time. Then they'll play host and second ranked Wisconsin at six PM on Saturday. TCU volleyball is also in that tournament. So Baylor and TCU alternating with uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin there in Madison. So good luck to uh, Coach Ryan McGuire and Baylor Volleyball as they get the new season underway. Uh, And they dive right in, playing the number seven team in the nation and then the number two team in the nation on the opening weekend in Madison, Wisconsin. Baylor football, uh, nine days away from kickoff. Baylor continues through their uh, mock game week, treating this week just like they will next week and every game week over the course of the season. So they'll continue that. They'll be out on the practice field this afternoon. And we mentioned Coach Dave Aranda, part of the program at the Waco Chamber kickoff luncheon today at the Baylor Club. So uh, nine days away, nine days from counting. And, Erin, part of the program also was a high school preview from Darby Brown at KWTX-TV. And I thought this was right, and she confirmed it. Uh, There's some high school games tonight. So the season begins tonight for high school football here in Central Texas and then really uh, jumps in with both feet tomorrow. So so here we go. High school football season is here as of
3: today. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, just uh, coming back from switching – you know not careers i mean right. I, I was in radio for 15 years but right coming back into radio you forget how hectic this is <laughs> uh, you know it's it's for everybody involved in football but i mean especially f- for this station th- this is probably the most stressful and busiest week of the year that's probably I, I would, right I, I, well I actually i don't think there's any doubt yeah. i mean because we have uh we have high school football starting you have to get everything prepared we because we carry waco high temple university Um, and we have the high school football scoreboard show. Uh, We have the coaches shows from over 30 central Texas high schools that we run, uh, Wednesday through Friday during the afternoon shows. And, uh, we also have Baylor football, of course, coming up when it starts Cowboys football coming up when it Mm -hmm. starts. I mean, it's, it's a wild week and it, it, it stays busy, but you know, once you get it started, it's a little easier. Exactly.
1: Once you get going, then it's a routine. But this week is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I think there's no question it's the busiest week of the year for you guys you know to get ready for the high school broadcast
3: yeah this is uh like when the shows go on the air and I actually get to just come into the studio and produce and talk a little bit that's <laughs> like it's, it's it's so relaxing <laughs> right. compared to everything else that's right. going on you know because and not not trying to act like you know oh my job is so hard you yeah. know but I mean it's it's a st- It's a stressful time right now, you know, and it's, it's a, there's a lot of things to be done and, uh, not sucking up to the boss, but Tom Barfield does a lot of work this week. I mean, an unimaginable amount to me. Yeah, I try to help him as much as I can, but he has so much going on. And, uh, and somehow manages to get it all together and pull it off and get it ready yeah. for tomorrow and uh, next week with Baylor and, and, and uh, the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great job uh, by Tom, by everybody here, getting things ready for the kickoff of a new season. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will uh, revisit an interview we did last July with Linka Brusova. Now, things have changed in Linka's uh, life since then. We'll tell you about that when we come back. But Linka is one of the electees to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame from 2020, and they did not have the induction banquet. They couldn't have it last year. So she and the 2020 electees will be inducted with the 2021 class coming up this October. And we'll hear from Linka Brusova about her time at Baylor and uh, the honor of being selected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. We'll have that when we come back. Stay with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Alan Samuels Studios. Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. You
4: wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and... Your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The next time you need a quality electrical contractor for either a residential or commercial project, remember Bowen Electric. From new construction to repairs, remodeling, or routine maintenance, Bowen Electric's technicians offer the experience and knowledge to handle your project professionally. Family-owned and operated since 1955, Bowen Electric also offers 24-7 emergency service so you can get back on track in no time. Trust the red. Bowen Electric of Waco. Check them out at bowenwaco.com. License TECL 21065.
7: It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in-and-out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Suduski, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6 and Saturday 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco. 833 North Valley Mills Drive in
4: Waco. The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Slovakic Sausage in West. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley have been fined for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols of not wearing a mask for unvaccinated players. Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman Connor Williams and safety DeMonte Kazi were added to the team's COVID-19 list. The Cowboys have five players and a defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, unavailable because of the coronavirus. Three of those players were safeties. For the first time since July 27th, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott took team drills during a practice. Astros take the series over the Royals, winning 6-5. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rangers tomorrow night. Rangers lose to the Indians 7-2. Rubber match of the series tonight, 6-10 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO radio show from the Alan Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John
1: Morris, Aaron Sexton in studio. Brought to you in part by Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. 254-495-0338 for Amanda. Or go to her Facebook page, her website, get all the contact information, all the uh, uh, great videos that she has available there. That's Amanda Cunningham, Caldwell Banker, Apex Realtor. I saw Amanda at the luncheon today, the Chamber kickoff luncheon. She was there and uh, looked like a group. Must have been a Caldwell Banker uh, table. Shannon uh, Rippey was there and some others at that table. So good to see Amanda and wave at her from a distance at the Chamber luncheon. All right, uh, Baylor Athletics uh, not able to hold an induction banquet for their Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame last year. Understandable in the middle of a a worldwide pandemic, but uh, they made the decision that this year they'll combine last year's class with this year's class, and the banquet is coming up on October 29th. As such, uh, we want to revisit some interviews with electees to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame from 2020, and we begin today with Linka Bruseva, one of, if not the greatest women's tennis players in Baylor history, certainly one of the top ones. And you'll notice over the course of this interview, remember it was last July, since that time she has left her job at Tulsa University to uh, be an assistant at Baylor University to uh, Joey Scrivano, so keep that in mind. Uh, And remember this interview from last July, so we won't talk about her Uh, new job at Baylor. But here is Link Up headed into the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. Back with us, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Pleased to welcome in another electee to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame. She is uh, quite simply uh, one of the, if not the, all-time best women's tennis player in Baylor history, all-time leader in career singles, victories, and doubles, victories as well, three-time All-American in doubles, twice an All-American in singles. Uh, Linka Brusova joins us this morning, and Linka, good morning to you, and May, it is great to have you on. We appreciate your time this morning. Good morning. Thank
8: you so much for having me.
1: We appreciate it very much. Congratulations on the honor uh, being selected to Baylor's Athletic Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you?
8: Yeah, thank you so much. It's, yeah, it's such an honor and it's very exciting, and it's probably one of you know my biggest accomplishments in my career. And it just means it means the world to me because I love Baylor so much, and being able to be selected to such a special group of athletes. It's yeah, it's. It's just such an honor.
1: It's been a nice uh, summer for you with recognitions, hasn't it? Being named the uh, Player of the Decade for <laughs> Baylor Women's Tennis and now selected to the Athletic Hall of Fame—that's great.
8: I know. I kind of felt like I was back in college again, <laughs> just getting <divorced>. awards. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's nice.
8: It's been, you know, kind of funny, right after ten years of me graduating. So it's yeah, it's been it's been awesome.
1: Tell, uh, recount the story. How did you get to Baylor? How did uh, how did Joey Scrivano find you? Was it in Slovakia? I mean, how did y'all connect? And uh, what was that process like that led you coming to Baylor?
8: Yeah, he found um, my phone number, home phone number. You know, back then, Facebook and the recruiting, the ways that we recruit now weren't as popular then, so he just called my home phone and asked me if I'm interested. And I just kind of thought he was just going to ask me a couple questions and just kind of the process was going to go slow. But he said, I'm going to be in Slovakia. I'll come visit you if you're interested at all. So, and I, cause I said I was. And he flew in probably two days after that conversation. And he met my family. He saw me play. And we had an amazing conversation. And I committed right then and there. So that was... he. We still joke about it till today that it was the fastest recruit that he's ever <laughs> done right. in his career, it was, which was awesome for me. But yeah, uh, everything he told me during the conversation, I just loved, and I loved his personality. I loved what he stood for and still stands for, so it was an easy decision for me.
1: Well, wow, that's great. So you had never, uh, you hadn't been to Waco, you hadn't been on the Baylor campus, right? No. It was just his visit
4: there yeah, to no, you.
8: I I never visited, you know, he told me a little bit about it, but, you know, I didn't know anything about Texas or Waco or anything like that. I wasn't, I still remember when I flew into DFW and I walked outside and the humidity, you know, it was in August.
1: (laughs) right quite a shock i must say yeah and still is to this day uh i'm curious did you have was one of your goals to to come to the united states to come to uh college to play tennis here i'm sure you had other options you know going a different direction
8: yes um you know originally just like any athlete my dream was to play professionally but I tried that before coming to college but it didn't I wasn't as successful as fast as I thought I, what I needed to be um, but both my parents are both educators. you know my dad is a professor my mom's a high school teacher so coming to America and getting a college degree was always I don't even want to call it a plan B it was always just if that opportunity presents itself I will take it. So it was always on the table for me.
1: Nice. And you came uh, at, a, at a really good time. I mean, the the tennis programs, both the men and the women, were playing at a very, very high level. You stepped right in, and uh, I remember your sophomore year specifically, 2008, um, uh, as Jerry Hill writes, arguably the best year in program history. A school record: 52 singles victories. A trip to the NCAA quarterfinals in singles end of the year doubles ranking of number six and the team uh made it to the uh to the final four that year
8: mm-hmm. yeah the year was very special you know for a team myself as well i myself my freshman year i was kind of just learning you know what everything was about we had three seniors a year so i just kind of felt like i'm just you know following them and I wasn't that pleased with my personal accomplishments. You know, I didn't make it into an NCAA tournament, and we only made it to 316. I mean, I don't want to say only, but <laughs> right. I just felt like we could do more. Um, so that really, um, I had the fire in me that I wanted to do more. I wanted to prove that that just wasn't good enough, that we are were capable of so much more. So when I started, that, um, I stayed in Waco that whole summer and I trained, and I really just wanted to be a different player, a different person, and just kind of, okay, Baylor can be so much more. Um, So that hard work paid off, and, you know, that's why, personally, it was just, you know, yeah, it was incredible that year it was just amazing
1: yeah great year and then uh so you make the final four uh your sophomore season final four of the ncaa tournament match up against cal mm-hmm. and come so so close to playing for the championship yeah a 4-3 four, four, loss to cal uh i, I know that one uh, uh you know it's great to get to that point but i i think uh, y'all were hoping you'd keep going after that
8: no, for sure. You know, I, it's kind of funny, I read the interview that I did with Jerry, and I know him so well, and it was very special because he's been every step of, step with me during my four years, so I kind of opened up more than, because I, you know, we talked about a lot of things that I haven't done, which is true, Because, but it kind of felt like, oh man, I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful or happy with what we've accomplished, but um, I The reason why it was such a disappointment because every year we wanted to win it all, you know? So especially that year when we came so close, and like I told Jerry, that I just felt like we were better than both Cal and then the UCLA team that ended up winning it all. It just, you know, it just hurt a little more. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've that year we've just accomplished some. I mean, even before to get to the Final Four, we beat Stanford and... Uh, Stanford has never lost an elite eight in their program history wow. before, mm-hmm. so it was such a big accomplishment, so many firsts. But yeah, it definitely just was. It was hard for me because I just, as I said, the goal was always to win the national championship for Baylor, and when that doesn't happen, it, it just it hurts, you know.
7: Linka, you had success in both, but did you ever have a preference when it came to playing singles or doubles?
8: When I first came to Baylor, I would say singles was definitely my stronger, um, what I thought I was better at, but um, I was kind of thrown into the whole playing number one doubles my freshman year, so I had to learn really fast, and I just fell in love with it, and, you know, Joey is such a great coach, and I loved the way he had us playing doubles, and Um, It was, again, very intelligent and very game plan oriented, kind of like a basketball style, like everything had a meaning. You had this play, you had to play this play. So I just fell in love with the concept of it. It wasn't just go out there and play and try to win. It was, you know, like this is how you win against this team. This is how you play. So I learned a lot how to play doubles. And once you kind of see the game in a different light, you fall in love with it because, you know, you enjoy it. You're able to figure out. A certain things solve problems. So I would say, by myself, more year. I love both. Doubles was more fun. Singles was more of just like kind of like okay, I'm taking care of business. Doubles <laughs> was also a little fun.
7: <laughs> What's the most memorable match that you've ever played in?
8: Oh, most memorable. That's so tough. Um, this is uh, probably I would say my junior. I, it wasn't that significant as far as. Uh, any like getting to final four or anything like that, but I remember my junior year we played against UCLA at home, and um, we it ended up being three all. So it came down to my match, and I ended up cramping in the b- beginning of second set, and um, I somehow I told this day I don't even know how ended up winning in the second set, and I just overcame mentally so and physically so much that match. And it kind of just represents, um, you know, what I was about, uh, well, what I was about, you know, like just over kind like there was no stopping me. You know, like I knew that I had to win that day, uh, cramping or no cramping. I just pushed through. No one had to tell me that, oh, you think you can play? I mean, if some, if Joey came on my court and asked me, can you play? I'd be like, what? Are you serious? Like, of course. Um, you know, so that match, it was special that I was able to overcome that. So that was personally um memorable, you know. I I don't know, I actually remember, I think it was Jerry during my sophomore year. He always jokes with me, or maybe it was one of the Waker Trib reporters. It's like it was funny because I was never in that many three all situations <laughs> because I won so fast. <laughs> so this one I think is special because I ended up in that situation, you know.
1: Linka Bruce, our guest, electee to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame, uh, four times all Big 12, Big 12 Player of the Year as a senior uh, when she helped the Bears earn the first number one national ranking, their first ever number one ranking. Uh, And then uh, post-Baylor, I'd forgotten this, but again, reading Jerry's article, you had uh, had a couple of pretty significant surgeries in there that kind of derailed or at least slowed down your professional career.
8: Yes, um, I my sophomore year towards the end, like I think starting conference, going into conference play, and then going into NCAA, I had some problems with my elbow, Um, and it was bothering me. But I didn't think it was it was going to be that bad. Um, But I got injured, but I kept playing through it, and then. After season ended, I went to the same doctor and he told me that I ended up tearing, um, which is a very rare tennis injury, Tommy John, because it's usually for baseball players. Huh. But it ended up being a uh, tear, and um, I ended up getting the surgery, and it was, it's a long process. It's, I think it was about nine months or eight months recovery. So I had to you know stop my professional dream for that time. But it ended up being best thing for me you know I focused on um just getting stronger getting better and I actually ended up being a better tennis player because of it because I got stronger my serve was faster I was able to clean up my technique as I was working you know still with uh, Baylor coaches and so it actually ended up being a blessing and that's why my career pro career after took off so fast because I was mentally hungry and I was physically prepared so in a way it was a blessing.
4: When did you know that you wanted to become a coach?
8: Ooh, that was not for a while. You know, I when you kind of transitioned from that, it was actually best thing for me because when I uh, was playing professional tennis, you know, every especially in the tennis world, it, you're by yourself as an individual sport, so everything is involved just with yourself you know everything is about you all the coaches train coaches trainers they cater to you so it's a pretty you know self-centered environment that you're in um so i'm actually glad i took a couple of years to make the decision because coaching is completely opposite of that mentality so um I, i'm glad i took time to really um you know heal. <laughs> You know, if you will, about what I had to do after, kind of realize that, okay, I am 100% done trying to accomplish my professional tennis dream. I'm done with that. I don't feel any regret. I don't need to feel any kind of, oh, I should have been or I could have been, and I'm completely done with that chapter. And once that was closed, I realized I still love tennis and college tennis, especially. And I want to help now the younger generation and the kids. Um, they're just coming up and I wanna help them accomplish what I uh, you know, Joey and other coaches helped me. But I'm very grateful and that I took that time to the transition because you know, one of the first things that I you know, coaching is just you shouldn't be talking about yourself. You shouldn't be talking about it's all about the kids that you're coaching. So that was it was, it was very smart of me yeah. <laughs> to do.
1: And now in your uh, sixth year at the University of Tulsa, uh, now the associate head coach, Uh, how have things been for you? How have you handled uh, this whole pandemic and things shutting down like they did uh, in the middle of your season?
8: Yeah, that was, that was really tough, you know. I'm sure for for everyone, you know, it was middle of the season. And um, we just played a match on Monday, and we got first suspended, I believe, on Thursday and then canceled. Our conference took a little while. We canceled all the way. But it was sad because we have two seniors, you know. Mm-hmm. So now, luckily, NCAA decided that all the seniors in spring sports are able to get the season back if they want to. So that was an amazing blessing for them, but at first when we didn't know, I was just heartbroken for them you know I was a coach uh, and I remember Joey used to tell me this when I played it's like you know coaches, I'm gonna coach, you know who knows how long, so I can you know always try to accomplish my goals and our team goals, but you know student athletes only have four years, so I was heartbroken for them that okay, you don't get to try to. Accomplish your dreams and your goals in your coach career. If this is it, you know, so it was heartbroken for them. Um, but even for you know the underclassmen, you know them, you know they were trying to have their best year as well. So it ended up being you know not as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah, it was just it was tough and it's new and I mean not being able to coach during summer or even recruit. It's just it's a whole new thing. But I mean everyone's going through their
1: of you know tough times well tough times for sure and uh we hope you're safe and hope your family is uh safe and healthy and uh, again congratulations being selected to the baylor athletic hall of fame you're very deserving of that uh we uh the the banquet is sort of up in the air when we'll be able to hold that but can't wait till we do it and see you there and congratulations again and thanks for being on with us
8: Thank you so much, John. It was such a pleasure talking to you and sick and bear.
1: And you as well. Thanks very much, Linka. Have a great day. That is Linka Bruceva again, uh, selected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame last year. She'll be inducted this year. And again, a reminder that interview from last July. So at that point, she was an assistant coach at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Now, look where she is. She's the uh, assistant coach to Joyce Gravano here at Baylor. Great to have her back.
3: I love the way she ended the interview. I think every Baylor fan, and Baylor, every Baylor athlete, coach, should end in, in every interview it, like that. Yes. Thank you and Sikkim Bear. Sikkim Bear. That's uh, <laughs> just a little thing, but it was great.
1: That's great. Very good. So I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing from Linka Bruseva, one of Baylor's all-time greats. The induction banquet comes up on October 29th if you're interested uh, in tickets, contact Tammy Harden and the Bee Association, 254 710 3045. 254 710 3045. Or you can email Tammy at tammy underscore Harden, H A R D I N, at Baylor.edu. Take a break when we come back. We'll look ahead. We'll share some birthdays. We'll wrap things up in the two o'clock hour. All that when we come back. John Morris, Aaron Sexton. We're back after this here on ESPN Central Texas.
4: The Clifton Coaches Show with Chuck Caniford is brought to you by Royal Pizza of Clifton, Citizen State Bank of Clifton, and Triple S Sports.
3: Well, coach, it's finally time to get the season started this Friday night going into the first game against Bosqueville. How does your team look? Uh, Talk a little bit about the team itself, some returning players and and some some new faces that that people may see.
9: Well, we feel good about this team. I mean, obviously, like everybody, we've got a lot of work still to do. Um, And we've got quite a few returners back on both sides of football. But, you know, that doesn't always guarantee success. And, And a lot of the key to, you know, us being successful is some of those new faces stepping up and doing their job and uh, and, you know, and us as coaches getting everybody in the right position, and that's really kind of what the scrimmages have been for us, is give us an opportunity to kind of see these guys in live action against strangers, and kind of figure out what, what are the right puzzle pieces, you know, a lot of times it's just about getting the right combination of guys out there, you know, and getting them in the right spots, and uh, that's what we've hopefully been able to start to get a beat on with the scrimmages, but, uh, you know, like I said, we've got quite a few guys back that have played a lot of football games for us, you know, we've got couple seniors that this will be our you know fourth year on the varsity and you know Alex De La Jolla and Griffin Phillips and, and that's huge because those guys have been there they've seen you know the, the successes we've had in the past and then they also went through kind of the struggle we went through last year and so they know the difference and and what it takes to be where we want to be and and a lot of our seniors are that way and so we've got a really solid senior class that we're excited about. And we've got some some young kids that I think are going to step up and do a good job for us. And, you know, these first four games for us is huge, you know, as far as, uh, you know, kind of ironing out all the kinks and getting our execution where we want it. You know, we want the main thing is we want to, you know, be ready to roll by the time we open district there in late September.
3: And you start that process tomorrow night against Boscoville. Talk a little bit about what they bring offensively and defensively.
9: Well, that's you know it's an interesting game because we've we've played in the past. Um, we didn't get to play last year because of COVID, but uh, there's a lot of familiarity between the staffs in terms of uh, you know we have a pretty good feel for what they like to do. They have a pretty good feel for what we like to do, and so you know not a lot of a lot of surprises there. And so it really comes down to you know who can get in there and execute the best, and that's really what we're looking for. You know, Bosqueville always does a good job, you know, with their offense spreading the ball around. They're, they typically are going to, you know, throw the ball well, and uh, their kids do a good job of identifying, you know, where holes in coverage are and, and uh, getting open. And so that's that's going to be a big challenge for us is, you know, how do we, you know, get pressure on the quarterback. And, and uh, you know, when they do make plays, because they will, you know, we've got to do a good job of getting them on the ground and not letting them. You know, a ten-yard pass turn into a long touchdown, and so that's that's some, one of the big things. Then offensively, we've got to we've got to avoid the negative plays. You know, that's that's the thing. When, in our scrimmages, when we didn't have negative plays on drives, we, we were successful. When we, you know, had a negative play or or a penalty that put us behind the chains, then we struggled a little bit. So those are all the things that we you know we've worked on all week, and and hopefully can do well. You know, on Friday night, ESPN Central Texas.
0: Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports
4: and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say, "Thank you for your business." If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hungry for fresh and delicious pizza, calzones, pasta, sandwiches, or baked wings? Royal Pizza in Clifton has a menu that offers dining options for all ages at affordable prices. They feature a lunch special, open seven days a week, and also offer delivery. Do yourself a favor and try one of Royal Pizza's specialty pizzas, like the chicken alfredo, bacon cheeseburger, or barbecue chicken pizza, just to name a few. Proud supporter of the Clifton Cubs. Check out Royal Pizza before or after
0: the game triple s sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear they have the latest bats gloves balls and equipment from the names you know and trust rawlings louisville slugger d marini wilson easton mizuno under armor and new balance play ball. triple s sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps ask about team league and school special discounts stop by their warehouse in waco or visit them at triple s sports.com you're out ESPN Radio Sports Center.
7: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Slavacic Sausage in West. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley have been fined for violating the NFL's COVID-19 protocols of not wearing a mask for unvaccinated players. Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman Connor Williams and safety Demonte Kazi were added to the team's COVID-19 list. The Cowboys have five players and a defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, unavailable because of the coronavirus. Three of those players were safeties. For the first time since July 27th, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott took team drills during a practice. Astros take the series over the Royals winning 6 to 5. Astros have the day off before starting a series with the Rangers tomorrow night. Rangers lose to the Indians 7 to 2, rubber match of the series tonight. 6-10 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas
0: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: This final segment, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Linka Brusova. We'll continue those uh, Hall of Fame interviews for the most part on Thursdays leading up to the banquet in late October. Hey, we got to move here uh, in the final segment. Did want to mention one thing. Uh, baseball last night, Aaron, did you notice Dodgers and Padres played 16 innings? 16 innings before the Dodgers beat the Padres. I think it was 5 to 3. And uh, why is that unusual? You say, well, this is the longest game by three innings that they've had since they put the uh, designated runner on second base when you start the 10th inning. That's a new rule for Major League Baseball. And the longest game since that rule was initiated it was 13 innings. They played 16 last night before the Dodgers won it.
3: That's that's a long game, especially with the new rules. When it's you start almost with a runner in to scoring position, yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah. So, really interesting that uh, you can still play a long game even when you start an inning with a runner on second base. Uh, so that uh, that happened last night. Dodgers won it uh, five to three. Was the final in sixteen. Um, Matt Mosley's show is coming up top of the hour. Tom Barfield, Ward Weitz, and Aaron will be back in here at 4 o'clock this afternoon for game time, 4 to 6. So just keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Mentioned a couple of birthdays on our way out. Uh, It's Josh Turley's birthday today, former Baylor baseball letterman. It's John Kurtz's birthday today. John is in radio in the Little Apple, Manhattan, Kansas does a great job there. And I think that's all I've got. Aaron, uh, anybody to add to the list?
3: Just one today. We It's uh, Macaulay Culkin turns 41, of course, of home alone fame. <laughs> there you
1: go. That's the one everybody says, what? He's 41? That's unbelievable. It <laughs> is hard to believe. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Macaulay Calkin, 41 years old today. Uh, That's going to do it for us. we got to move out of here. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Keep it here. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 2. Thanks for listening to ESPN Central Texas.
7: Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody.